0: Hi, I'm Alexandria, and this is... A Marie. Welcome Welcome to the Things We Enjoy podcast. On today's episode, (laughs) we decided to introduce you to the world of Coronation Street. It's one of our favorite shows to watch together. Coronation Street is Britain's longest-running soap. The residents of Coronation Street are ordinary working-class people, and the show follows them through... Regular social and family interactions at home, in the workplace, and in their local pub. The Rovers return in. So pop the kettle on and make a brew because here we go. Living in Florida, we watch for Nation Street on the Red Fox app. So let's step onto the cobbles for all the drama from Weatherfield. Monday's episode synopsis. Faye admits to feeling trapped by Craig. Paul researches a promising new drug treatment. Brian introduces Isabella to his neighbors. And Hope sabotages Sam's surprise for Eliza. So, Lillian, where to start with Monday night's episode? I'm gonna get this one. I'm gonna get this on Ugh. I don't even enjoy that part! Well, you're gonna have to enjoy it today. Okay, so I guess start from the beginning. So Faye admits to feeling trapped by Craig. Why is Faye feeling trapped? Well, well, she kinda thinks of Jackson alone and they kinda of <laughs> kissed her <laughs> kissed in an episode at a hotel. And who is Jackson? Miley's dad. And who is Miley? Their daughter. They're Faye and Jackson. Hmm. So, yeah. Jackson and Miley came back so that Miley could meet Faye. And Faye has just fallen in love with Miley and she doesn't want to let her go. And she feels trapped by Craig because why? he wants to be with her. Yeah, and also, Craig has kind of been like, oh, if you leave me, then I'm going to tell your secret. Remember? He was kind of saying that too, which is kind of mean of him. Mm. But, you know, that Craig is a police officer, but, you know, if he does that, he's going to throw his own stuff in the slammer too, huh? Mm. It's like, he's going to be fake going to prison. And then, Paul, Ugh, Paul, Paul. Mm. Paul. So, Paul has found this new treatment for his MND. Still don't know why he got it. Why he got the MND or why he got the treatment? Or why he researched the treatment? Why he got it? I don't know. It's like when people get sick. No one knows why they got sick. They just did. Right? I don't know. So, I guess so far, what, like, Paul, he, well, he got hit by the van. (laughs) All because of baby. Yes, but Carla hit him with the van. He fell off the motorcycle, went to the hospital. They say he had like nerve damage or something. And now he pretty much lost all this feeling in his arm. Huh. And so now he's gotten diagnosed with MND. And if he... Well, they really haven't said that there's a treatment though, huh? Mm Mm-mm. They only said that, and it says uh, why why there isn't even a cure. Some things don't have cures. It's kind of like it's kind of like cancer. They're still trying to find the cure for it. They have like treatments, but not like a hundred percent cure to take it away completely. So I think it's kind of like that. But you know, this MND is basically. What, like, killing his body from the inside in a way? Right? Isn't that kind of how they described it? Mm. Kind of. Like, he's going to start losing, um, like, feelings in his muscles. And slowly he'll have to, like, depend on other people to do everything for him. Mm-hmm. So, and he just, he won't listen to anybody, huh? Mm-mm. So the only person that knows is who? DeeDee. Dee. And BD keeps telling him to what? To tell, tell his family? And he refuses, huh? Mm-hmm. But some of them are slowly starting to not figure stuff out, but have more questions, right? Kind of like Joma and Billy. But they're starting to have more questions about, like, what is going on. Because um, uh, even Ed was asked, like, you know, when are you coming back to work? Like we could really use you, remember? Mm-hmm. And um, um, Aggie was even saying like, you know, if Paul can be in the pub drinking, then why can't he like come back to work? And Ed was like, oh well, it's not that simple, blah blah blah, remember? But none of them know, and everybody's starting to, like wonder what's going on and why? Why is he still not able to work or not working or has no answers for things, huh? Mm-hmm. And then what was the next part of the synopsis? Isabella. Brian introduced Isabella to his neighbors. Ugh. Isabella. I really don't like her now. So I think... I agree with Mary. Because Mary was like, you don't know who this person is. You've never met her. You don't know if you really have family that's in Italy or from there. And you just met this random woman... Through a DNA test, and you let her come and stay with you in your house. So, do you think that um, that Mary's being too protective over Brian, or do you think that she's just being a concerned but good friend? a good friend <laughs> I really don't know what else to say, okay, and now to your favorite part of Monday's episode, Eliza's birthday party. so what last week, um Eliza was supposed to have a party. um Stu got a limo. And was going to take them all to the movies to see whatever they're going to movies to see. And, like, dinner or something, right? And he met, like, he saw, like, a few of the boys in the cafe and was like, hey, like, meet outside Speed doll at this time. Like, send me a limo. We're going to take Eliza out for her birthday. And I was like, okay. And then Hope was like, no, you don't want to go because it's going to be a baby movie and it's going to be boring. And Roy kind of heard it, remember? Mm hmm. So then, when nobody showed up, Sam and Roy talked to each other and was like, We're gonna do a surprise, like, make Eliza's birthday special, since, you know, Hope apparently told people the wrong day. Right? Mm-hmm. So they all go to speed down for Eliza's birthday. And there's, like, music playing, like, everybody's doing like their thing. And then Sam, like, You know, tells Eliza happy birthday. He gives her a drink and he goes, like, tell Roy, like, you know, do you have everything together? Like, we put all the right measurements in. And somebody, your favorite person, was looking over the counter. Just so y'all know, because you can't see her, she's over here telling me no, 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 no. So she's looking over the counter and. I really suspected that she did something. And I was right. So then, when it's time for them to do their thing, cause Eliza was kinda, she really wasn't having fun, huh? Mm-hmm. And nobody was like talking to her, nobody was being nice to her. So, Sam and Roy got their stuff out, and he's like, it's time for us to sing. He's like, lights please. They turned off lights, and so I've done all these like nice science experiment things. You know, they had like this volcano thing that turned into like foam mm-hmm. and they did some other thing that's supposed to change colors or something or whatever it was supposed to be. I'm
1: really and sure.
0: What happened to it? It just burst into flames. It burst into flames. And everybody was laughing, everybody thought it was funny. And now no one likes Eliza because they think she that Sam and Roy tried to kill them. Which is not what happened. Like Sam was trying to do something nice for her because she's new, and he wanted to help her make friends with people after Hope ruined her first birthday. And they were trying to figure out, like, what happened? And I was like, did you put too much too much potassium in it? And I was like, no, I put the right amount. But apparently, it was too much potassium in there. I still don't know what it is. it just looked like water so whenever whenever it's done and Eliza's all upset and they went back home Sam and Roy went over to Yasmin's house to see Eliza to give her a gift and apologize right Mm -hmm. and that's really nice of Sam huh because he he didn't have to do that, but he really felt bad because he really wanted to do something nice for her. I kind of think he likes her. I think I'd rather him like her than Hope. What about you? No one can hear you nodding your head. Yeah. So then Sam goes over to Hope's house. And they're sitting there talking, and he's like, I don't understand. Like, I don't know what happened. I don't know what what went wrong, right? Because, you know, he's like, I did everything right. And Hope is just sitting there, like, snickering. And what does she say? She did it. And Sam was not a happy camper anymore. Mm-hmm. But what does Sam tell Hope? They just some time cards. So basically, he broke up with her, right? And she got all mad and want to pretend cry. So when Tyrone showed back up, she's standing there with a tear coming out of her eyes. And it's like, really, Hope? Really? But do you think that Hope is going to tell Tyrone something different than what actually happened? I really, I'm not sure.
1: It's you know, Hope.
0: You know, Hope has a habit of, like, lying about uh, everything. Uh, yeah, everything. And then trying to make Tyrone feel bad about something, so he gives her all kinds of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So, do you think he's uh, she's going to try to make, like, oh, Sam broke up with me because, like, he likes somebody else? Or, like, Sam, you know, broke up with me and he hurt my feelings and he broke my heart and blah, blah, blah. Do you think that Hope's going to do something like that? I think so. Do you I know Sam is like probably the nicest little boy in all of T V land history, but do you think that Sam will say something? Whether it's to Roy or Yasmin or to his parents, well, to his dad to Nick or to Leanne, um or I guess maybe even to Tyrone? Maybe, but if he doesn't, I don't really know her. I think that if he says something, he should probably say something to Roy first. Because him and Roy did the experiment together, and they're both trying to figure out whatever happened. And then maybe tell Tyrone, and then tell Stu and me. And Eliza kind of all together. That's what I think. Eliza needs to know. And Sam and Roy wasn't trying to do anything. To make her birthday. You know not nice huh. They were trying to do something special. Because her original birthday party. And plans got ruined. Also by hope. So the second time. And now Sam knows for sure. That hope is the reason. you know. I think. I think Sam should say something. He's always, like, being nice and trying to keep the the secrets and everything. But I think, I think he should, I think he should say something. Thank you. Wednesday's episode synopsis. Paul starts to struggle with his right foot. Isabella takes the win out of George's sails. Evelyn nags Roy to see about his chest pains, and Craig urges Faye to follow her heart. Uh, a Lillian, a Lillian, a Lillian. Where to even start? I guess we'll start with the simple part. Mm-hmm. Isabella takes the win out of George's sails. Mm-hmm. So, George is in bu- building this model ship thing, or whatever. And he finally got it all together, and he's ready to take it off to this competition to get, like, I guess, first, second, or third place, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, Brian chooses to invite Isabella, for whatever reason, over to Eileen's house to have lunch. So then they go over there, and it's Brian, Isabella, Mary, George. Which is already a bad combination. And Taz showed up for a few minutes. Yeah, he showed up for not that long. But, what did Isabella do? To the table. And Mary was so adamant that she did it. And Mary was not like, no. I don't care what anybody has to say. Like, she did it. It's sabotage. She didn't she? <laughs> uh-huh. And Mary was like, no. She's like, it's her. She did it. And it's like, Mary, calm down. <laughs> like, the room's not even that big. <laughs> but I thought the best part of that whole scene was when they got the the thing off the table and um, Todd was like, "You can't like cover up You can't keep a bowl right there to cover up the thing." And he was like, "We might as well have, we might as well just like get mom a new table." And he was like, he was like, well, you know, it's about time." And Todd was like, "Yeah, maybe you can order her another one from that dollhouse, so like you ordered the couch for <laughs> last Christmas." <laughs> for Christmas. Remember George wanted to get her a couch because mm-hmm. I guess she, you know, she wanted one. So then he ordered one and it came in the little video box and they were like where's the rest of it? And they ordered it up and it was a little couch for a dollhouse. And then they just had to figure out what to do so they got rid of the old couch. And remember George went and got a coffin from the Undertaker. And they stuffed pillows and duct tape and stuff all over it. <laughs> Remember? Uh huh. So if she wound up with a table, it's no telling what would have to come out. <laughs> it might start off as being a table and turn into something completely different, huh? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> oh, geez. Okay. Uh huh. Oh, jeez. Okay. Get the gizzards out. We gotta move on. I'm Ryan? So, Craig and Faye. Uh, it was so heartbreaking. Like, I like Craig. Me too. And, I mean, he's kind of nice. He's also kind of, like, manipulative at the same time. But I like Craig for the most part. And he loves Faye so much. but so it's like, Faye, I guess she just slowly stopped loving him or was starting to fall out of love with him or something. And then when Miley showed up, like, all of her love went that direction. And then Jackson was there, which I guess didn't make it any better. But I think it was mostly Miley that kind of pulled her away because she wanted to be able to spend time with Miley. And when with with Miley comes Jackson. But Craig finally was like, okay, I'm being selfish. If you want to leave, you can go because I don't want you to wonder what if, like, what if I had stayed with Craig, and this, this, and this happened, and, like, I'd miss my daughter growing up, I'd miss this, I'd miss that, so he was, like, you know, if you go, then you can see, and you won't have them questions, and if you come back, maybe we can get back together, maybe we can work something out, but he's, like, he doesn't want to be the one, like, forcing her to stay, because... Of something that he threatened her with. Like going to the police and telling. That like. She killed somebody. Or hit somebody and didn't say nothing. And he died as a result. Because she didn't physically kill him. But. Yeah. What do you think? Do you think that was the right thing for Craig and Faye? That Faye leaves and goes. To Slough I think they said. With (laughs) Miley and Jackson. Mm. To it, a it was surprising. A mm, yeah, but I mean. People leave and come all the time. She didn't die, so she could always come back. When, when people die on shows, they can't come back, obviously, because they're dead. But since they didn't die, she left. On her own, she can come back. Remember she said before she left, like, I'll come back and visit, and you can come and visit us. Remember? Mm-hmm. So, she kind of, she kind of left the door open. Kind of, a little bit. So, let's move on to your other favorite person, Evelyn. <laughs> <laughs> or, I guess, Americans pronounce it Evelyn. But when we hear it on Coronation Street, it's Evelyn. And when you see her, it's like, it makes so much sense why her name sounds the way it does. So, Evelyn went to the cafe. And did, was she going to look for more? Or did she run into him when she got there? And since he was going to take the dog out, and Nina was like, um, the dog just needs to not see a C-A-T. And she kept telling it because. <laughs> He was <laughs> like the dog goes crazy and like starts running off to go chase the cat, and Roy don't know how to handle it because he can't he can't like keep him or like catch him or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she and even was like good thing the dog can't fail because Nina kept saying the cat. So she was like, so, "Okay, you give me this, we will go." So she went with him to walk the dog. And they went out to walk the dog, and they just walking, and, you know, the dog, you know, bounces around doing whatever it's doing. So they get by um, uh, Victoria Gardens, and Evelyn, like, grabs the, the leash and gives Roy his bag. And she tells, what's the dog's name? Freddie? Uh-huh. Freddie. Freddie tells the dog to sit. And it sits. It's staying. It kind of, like, lays a little bit. And then she's like just going off about something to Roy, and Roy is having not a heart attack, but a heart attack. And he's like Evelyn, and she's talking, and he's like Evelyn, and she's talking, and he's like Evelyn, and she's still talking. And he's like, saying, like, "No, that's why you have to do this and this and this." And talking about the dog and the cat and everything, and she picks the dog up and still saying stuff, and he's just like falling into the thing like Evelyn. And then when she finally stops talking and made attention <laughs> to him. Finally, after however long and how many times he's called her name, she like almost like instant like she's shocked and she like gets him, like sits him down. Um, he kinda calms down, like everything is good and she was like, We need to go to the doctor, we need to talk to Doctor Geddes to see um like what's wrong, like see if we can push up your like Chest appointment and everything. He was like, No, it's just like my blood pressure. and she's like, No, this is your heart. You need to like, take care of it. You need to worry about it. You need to pay attention to these things. And, you know, just all that. And he's just like, No, like, it's fine. Whatever. It's fine. Not happening. Even it's like, No, we're going to get this sorted today. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And hopefully it gets sorted because I like Roy. I don't want to see Roy. Like, you get taken out by, as he calls it, high blood pressure. Which is probably not. But, you know. I don't he's, think it is. He's also a man. Men don't really look at things the right way. No offense to any man out there. Um, so I guess, um, to end it off. Uh, Paul starts to struggle with his right foot. So now Paul's woken up. And he's kind of limping around. He can't like move his foot, like it just kind of hangs limp. So he goes to the doctor, and the doctor's like, nope, it's nothing we can do. Like it's just gradual progression of the MND and et cetera, et cetera. And then they get to Gemma and what's his name? What is his name? Gemma and um. Uh, I can't think of his name. The fiancé. Really? Yeah, what is his name? What is Jim's fiancé's name? You can't think of it either. But anyway, they go to the stag do and the hen do. The hen party slash stag do thing at the Rovers, And Polly's just sitting there, just like drinking away, like pint after pint after pint after pint. After pint. And Gemma, they're over, like, playing these games, like, having a laugh. Like, funniest thing ever. And Glenda is just soaking it all up because mm-hmm. Glenda loves a good, what does she call a good thing song? hmm So, they're going through all this stuff. And Gemma is doing British Sign Language across the room to Paul to, like, ask him, like, what's wrong? and Is he okay? And he's like, I'm fine. So, then was like, you know, let's stop playing this game. Like, put on this song. Like, this is me and Paul's song. Like, he's gonna get up, he's gonna dance with me, and everything's gonna be okay. They put the song on and Gemma goes over it, and she's like, come on, like, Paul, let's, you know, let's go. And he's not having it. He basically goes off on her. Like, massively goes off. Very rude, I might add, cause it's technically her bachelorette party. And then he, like, gets up and, like, hobbles out of the thing. So then Gemma goes after him, and she's like, oh, you're drunk. Like you're wasted. That's what's wrong. Like that's why you're acting weird. And then he like snatches away from her and he basically just curses her out and says how like he's sick of hearing about the wedding. He's so tired of her. He's tired of dealing with her. He don't want to have nothing to do with her, nothing to do with the wedding, nothing to do with like her kids, like nothing. And he just goes on and on and on. And Jim was like, Well, if that's how you feel, like then don't just don't come to the wedding at all. He's like, Fine, I didn't want to go anyway. And it was just, oh, it's so upsetting. Like, I love Gemma. She is, I don't know if tacky would be the right, the right phrase or not, but Gemma is so tacky, but I love it. I just love her. Like, she's so great. (laughs) Like, she's so great. And she didn't deserve that. It's like, technically, the night before her wedding, or the couple of nights before her wedding. A <laughs> no weekend before her wedding. I don't know. And it's just not fair that she has to go through that from her brother. Her twin brother, at that. It's just, it's not fair. I love Gemma. I hope it works out. But Paul really needs to tell them what's going on. So then, none of it would be this bad. But, as we said previously about Roy, he's a man. Might not happen. No offense to the men out there. But. this, Those two. In this sense have been very stubborn. Very stubborn. So. Un, how did you feel. When Paul. like Went off on Gemma. I just almost screamed a bit. You usually do, so thank God you didn't this time. Really? Yes. It's very annoying when you do that. How? Have you not heard your voice? Exactly. So, like I said, I'm glad you didn't because your voice is kind of annoying. Oh, no, it's not. Oh, yes, it is. No, it's not. It's annoying now. Really? Yep. I bet one of the listeners will say, Oh my gosh, her voice was so annoying when she said that. Really? Yes. Really? <laughs> oh, I'm i if only they could see your face. That's all we have time for today. We hope you enjoyed it. Until next time, keep finding the enjoyment in everything you do. Talk to you soon. Bye.